Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Oh boy, I had a flashback to the 1987 NFC Championship game between my Minnesota Vikings at the Washington Redskins at that time. The Vikings were driving, final minute of the game. It was fourth down and I think four at the six-yard line. Wade Wilson rolls out, throws a pass to Darren Nelson. In his hands, he drops the ball. Wasn't a perfect pass. It was deja vu here on Saturday night with Gardner Minshew. Oh, I wanted the Colts to get that win for me, but they couldn't get it done. So let's recap the losing card for you. My top four in college basketball. For the second time this week, I go 4-0. Felt pretty good about things. I added four more bets in college basketball. Those went 2-2. Two and two. So for the day in college hoops, I go 6-2. and two. On Twitter, thank you for the bounce and thank you for the winner on Kentucky. We hit there yet again. Then my NFL sides go one and one. I cash the first half on Baltimore plus the half a point. Then I lose on Indianapolis in the nightcap once again plus the one. Then my NFL home underdogs, I lose them both. The Colts and the Ravens both lose at home, so I don't get to cash either one of those tickets. My prop bets go one and two. I cash on Deontay Johnson in the first game. Unfortunately for me, I got cute with Jonathan Taylor. He had a monster night, but guess what he did not do? He did not get 14 and a half yards receiving, so I lost that prop bet, and I kind of feel a little foolish there. Then I had Gardner Minshew over the 237 and a half yards passing. Every single model told me to bet the under, but I was too stubborn. I bet the over and paid the price. Coin flips could have saved me again. If I hit one, I have a winning night. Unfortunately for me, I lost them both again in the NBA and the NHL, and I have yet another losing day, and I need to stop the pain here. So let's get to the card for Sunday. And we start in the FCS. It's the FCS National Championship game. It's South Dakota State, minus the 14, against Montana. So the top two seeds meet for the title in Frisco, Texas. This is the third largest spread in FCS championship game history. Many people view this version of South Dakota State to be on par with the North Dakota State teams of 2013 and 2018. When the dust settles, I wouldn't be surprised if we consider the Jackrabbits to be the best team in FCS history. South Dakota State averages 38.4 points per game in the best conference. Current power ratings have them ranked 19th in all of college football. Bobby Houck and the Grizz are a fine football team. Maybe they can backdoor this thing late, but I think the Jackrabbits put on a show and win back-to-back national championships. Give me South Dakota State, minus the 14 over Montana. Next up on the card, we go to the National Football League. Your NFL home underdogs. I need the season to end. I'm on Tennessee, plus the five against Jacksonville. I'm on Carolina, plus the four against Tampa Bay. I'm on the New York Giants, plus the four and a half against Philadelphia. I'm on Arizona, plus the three against Seattle. I'm on Washington, plus the 13 against Dallas. I'm on Miami, plus the two and a half against Buffalo. I actually like some of those, so maybe I can cash five out of six and save my season with the home underdogs. Then the handicap picks. I have three of them on the card. We start with the Minnesota Vikings, plus the three and a half at the Detroit Lions. So the Vikings still have a 2.8% chance to make the playoffs. Here's my Vikings parlay if you want my purple in the playoffs. 
The Vikings need to win at a plus 154. The Bears need to beat the Packers at a plus 136. The Cardinals need to beat the Seahawks at a plus 124. And then you can select one of two other things to happen. Number one, the Saints lose to the Falcons. Falcons are a plus 136. So that would give you a plus 3,068 parlay. Or the Panthers can beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at a plus 185 for a payout of a plus 3726 parlay. So you're saying there's a chance. Sounds like Dan Campbell will play to win on the Detroit side since they have a shot still at the number two seed and they're still a little angry over that finish in Dallas last week. The Lions won the first meeting, 30-24 to on Christmas Eve. Nick Mullins threw for 411 yards in that game for the Purple, but unfortunately, he tossed four interceptions to the Lions. The Vikings had no running game, only 1.5 yards per carry on the ground. Maybe it's hard, but my gut is also telling me that this ticket's going to cash. Somehow, some way. give me Minnesota, plus the three and a half at Detroit. Next up on the card, it's the Las Vegas Raiders, minus the three against the Denver Broncos. So both teams are out of the playoffs, but this still expects to be an intense game. Las Vegas won the first meeting this year, 17-16 at Denver. Raiders interim coach Antonio Pierce is still fighting for that job. Sean Payton is looking to end the Broncos' seven-game losing streak against the Silver and Black and actually finished the season with a winning record for the first time since 2016. That's been a long time since Denver had a winning season. This is Jarrett Stidham against Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. Not exactly what many were expecting coming into the season. I don't expect a ton of points in this game, but I do expect enough from the Raiders to cover the three. So give me Las Vegas minus the three against Denver. Then the final handicap bet I have on the card, it's the Atlanta Falcons plus the three at the New Orleans Saints. So this is the NFC South. Expect the unexpected. The Falcons have dropped three of four. They are just seven and nine on the season, yet they have a path to win the division. Atlanta beat New Orleans in the first meeting, 24 to 15, despite getting outgained and having Desmond Ritter toss a couple interceptions. The Saints have won three of four after a three-game losing skid. Derek Carr and the Saints benefited from four Tampa Bay turnovers last week, in the 23-13 road win. Heineke is expected to be a quarterback for Atlanta. He's currently listed as questionable. I'm going to force Derek Carr to beat me in a must-win game. I'll grab the points with Atlanta on the road. Give me the Falcons plus the three at New Orleans. Then my first quarter unders, I don't like him, but I'm going to bet him. I have the Bucks and the Panthers under six and a half at a plus 136. I have the Jaguars and the Titans under the 7.5 at a minus 142. I have the Vikings and the Lions under the 8.5 at a minus 105. Falcons, Saints, 7.5 at a minus 130. Browns, Bengals, 7.5 at a 142. Jets, Patriots, 6.5 at a plus 102. Bears, Packers, 7.5 at a minus 115. Eagles, Giants, 7.5 at a minus 120. Seahawks, Cardinals, 9.5 at a minus 110. Cowboys, Commanders, 9.5 at a minus 112. Broncos, Raiders, 6.5 at a plus 130. Rams, 49ers, 7.5 at a minus 130. Chiefs, Chargers, 6.5 at a plus 120. And Bills, Dolphins, 9.5 at a minus 108. I did not get done with my handicap of the prop bets. I hope to drop a prop bet show tomorrow morning before the games kick off. Like I said, unfortunately, lost my appetite after that game between the Texans and the Colts. So I did not get done with that handicap. 
and the wife has me needing to do some things tonight, so we have to watch a movie, and I ran out of time. So now let's get to college basketball. I did get the handicap in for college basketball. I start with Michigan State, minus the 2.5 at Northwestern in the Big Ten. So after a 4-5 and five start, Michigan State has won five straight, including a win over Baylor. The Spartans dropped their only road game of the year at Nebraska by seven. At one and two in the Big Ten, with a trip to Illinois on deck, the Spartans could really use this win. The Ken Palm numbers, like Michigan State, they're the 17th-ranked team of the country, ninth best in defensive efficiency, 31st in offensive efficiency, and it appears that they're due for some luck since they rank 351st in the luck rankings. Northwestern, on the other hand, is 10-3 and on the season. They have good wins, a great win over Purdue. They also beat Dayton and Arizona State this year. But they also do have the shocking loss to Chicago State, and they're coming off a 30-point loss at Illinois. The Wildcats are a top 75 team on both ends of the court. This should be an interesting game until the end, but in the end, I'll back Izzo and lay the 2.5. Give me Michigan State minus the 2.5 at Nebraska at Nebraska, at Northwestern. Let's correct that, at Northwestern. Next up, we go to the MAAC, where I lost two games on Friday. I hope to finally get one here on Sunday. I'm on Iona, minus the 9.5 against Niagara. So Iona created 19 turnovers on Friday night at St. Peter's. They didn't turn enough of them into points. The Gale shot just 33% on the 12-point loss. Iona is 6-8 this year. Niagara is 5-8, coming off a nice 81-67 win at Manhattan. This will be the fifth consecutive road game for the Purple Eagles and their 325th ranked defense. The Gales have the ability to score in bunches. I'm banking on turnovers and easy buckets. I'm going to back Iona, minus the 9.5 at home over Niagara. Next up on the card, we go to the American Athletic Conference. It's UAB, minus the 3.5 against South Florida. So a couple hot teams here. South Florida has won six straight. UAB has won five straight. The Bulls of South Florida are eight and four on the season. Their losses have been to Maine, Hofstra, UMass, and Central Michigan. Their best win of the year was over Florida State. The Blazers of UAB are nine and five. Their losses have been to Bradley, Clemson, McNeese, Southern Miss, and a head scratcher against Arkansas State. They do have good wins over Maryland and Drake. There's a couple good ones there. Only unit on the floor ranked in the top 100 in regards to efficiency, it's UAB. They're ranked 87th on offense. Add in the home court edge and better wins. I'm going to back the Blazers at home. Give me UAB minus the three and a half over South Florida. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Next up on the card, we go to the Missouri Valley. It's Northern Iowa, plus the two against Indiana State. So some of the models I review have Indiana State winning by six. All of the models that I review have Indiana State winning the basketball game, but they play the games for a reason. The Sycamores are really good, 12-2 overall, 3-0 in the Valley. Only losses this year have been against Alabama and Michigan State. 
Northern Iowa is a disappointing 7-7. Seven and seven. They have losses. Get ready. It's going to be a long list here. To North Texas, South Florida, North Carolina, Texas Tech, Belmont, Evansville, and Toledo. On a positive note, they've won four straight games, including a nice road win at Missouri State. I expected more from the Panthers to start this season. They were preseason number two in the Valley. At one and two in conference, facing a three and and0 team, this is a circled game to get the season back on track. I will believe in you and I one more time. So give me Northern Iowa plus the two at home over Indiana State. Then my coin flip bets. Hey, I'm cold on these two. Come on, coin flips. Turn around for me. In the NBA, I selected the Portland Trailblazers at the Brooklyn Nets. Total on this one is 225. Heads it is. I'm on the over 225 between the Trailblazers and the Nets. Then on the Frozen Pond, I selected the Los Angeles Kings at the Washington Capitals. Total of six in this one. Heads it is. I'm on the over six between the Kings and the Capitals. So let's recap my card for Sunday. We start in the FCS. I'm on South Dakota State, minus the 14 over Montana. My NFL home underdog, six of them on the card here on Sunday. I'm on Tennessee, plus the five against Jacksonville. I'm on Carolina, plus the four against Tampa Bay. I'm on the New York Giants, plus the four and a half against Philadelphia. I'm on Arizona, plus the three against Seattle. I'm on Washington, plus the 13 against Dallas. I'm on Miami, plus the two and a half against Buffalo. My three handicap bets for Sunday, I'm on the Minnesota Vikings, plus the three and a half at Detroit. I'm on the Las Vegas Raiders, minus the three at the Denver Broncos. I'm on the Atlanta Falcons, plus the three at the New Orleans Saints. First quarter unders, that'll be posted in the shoutouts. College basketball, I'm on Michigan State, minus the two and a half at Northwestern, not Nebraska. I'm on Iona, minus the nine and a half against Niagara. I'm on UAB, minus the three and a half against South Florida. I'm on Northern Iowa, plus the two against Indiana State. NBA, I'm on the Trailblazers and the Nets over the 225. NHL, I'm on the Kings and the Capitals over the six. So that's my card for Sunday. As always, enjoy the games and manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.